if I could go through that and and understand myself even more, just try to help others understand themselves even better. I mean, and that's a whole other thing why I really wanted to be to do this podcast because for me, I wanted to start my own, you know, and then kind of branch off it from there. But kind of just talk and kind of learn about yourself, learn about others and kind of hear their perspectives and all that stuff just to kind of help others understand themselves. So like even something that I practice right now is that if I see someone that is like struggling in the sense that posted because social media does that a lot. They want to post all the negative stuff. And I've been trying to stir away from, you know, re resharing, even though it's funny, you know, it's, it's funny here and there, but just having it out there feeds into the negativity. And I feel like a place that I want to stand is that if someone seems to be so negative and down, why not try to say, hey, I hope everything's all right. You know what I mean? Like something so small as that can make a huge difference. What's up? I'm back. This is Sean Dustin from the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. It's been a while. Uh, it's been since the 26th of December since I've released anything. So thank you, coronavirus, for uh, getting me on a mandatory uh, shelter in place so I can uh, get busy and do some more work on uh, my little passion project here. Yeah, so lots happened since uh, December. Uh, we've got the... Uh, election coming and all the stuff that's involved with the ramp up to that, which has been silly to say the least. Uh, if you've been paying attention to it, which a lot of people have been kind of tuning out cause it's, I mean, let's just face it. It's bullshit on both sides. Uh, they're all corrupt and there's only one party. It's the donor class, which, uh, both sides are subservient to and loyal to. They're loyal to the people that fund them and give them money for re-elections and elections, which you name it, big pharma, oil, uh, military industrial complex, you know, all of these entities and corporations, uh, pretty much run everything and they do not want the working class or anybody that supports the working class to be heard or, um, in, in, in the white house period. I mean, that, that's just bottom line. If you think I'm full of shit, go do your research and, and come back and tell me that I'm full of shit. I would ha be happy to have you on, on the show and have you prove me wrong. Uh, coronavirus, that's, that's jumped off too. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I've never seen something, uh, as in my lifetime as crazy as this, where pretty much, you know, the entire Bay Area has been put on lockdown. Uh, mandatory. So, I mean, I guess if you do go out and, you know, they, they deem it unnecessary, they can actually, uh, give you a ticket. I, I imagine, uh, it would be a misdemeanor. Sacramento and some of the surrounding areas, it's voluntary. It's not mandatory, but the whole thing is just kind of crazy. I, I it, it's very odd. I mean, I called it that this was going to happen, but it definitely was still odd. So I've got a couple of interviews to release uh, that I've done in the last couple of days. Uh, what, this one that I'm going to release right now is basically a, a buddy of mine from work, and we're just kind of chopping it up about uh, a couple different things. 
uh, in, you know, perspectives, Cranberry, that's, that's, that's his name. He was, uh, interested in, in doing a podcast and, and actually trying to figure out, you know, or, or see what the process is and how I do mine. So, you know, he can uh, have an idea of how he wants to do his own. And so I was totally okay with that. Sure. I mean, there's plenty of space. I mean, 900,000 podcasts. I mean, look at mine. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm barely consistent. I'm hoping to get that better. I mean, that's one of the things that I struggle with is consistency and not procrastinating things. And, uh, hopefully, you know, the, the more I try at it, the, the, the more consistent I'll become and, and that will no longer be a problem, you know, cause that's kind of how you got to do it, you know, keep it, keep attempting, attempting, attempting. And at some point you will, uh, get to the point you want to be. I've done, I'm doing things a little bit different. We're going to listen to a couple of clips towards the end of, uh, the show, but this is something that I found, uh, that I just thought was pretty interesting and, and. You know, don't pay attention to where it comes from. Just the the, the content itself, uh, pay attention to. Uh, this was from Fox News on on Tucker Carlson. I was just scrolling through and listening to some stuff on the uh, the Biden Sanders debate. And I mean, this is we've got the DNC just basically pushing Biden at us, uh, and and Sanders seems to just be so complacent now, like almost like he's just giving it to you know, like like i don't know just sort of passively just handing it over to to uh biden i just i anything that comes out of the dnc and everything that they do i just i don't trust at one bit i don't trust any of these these politicians you know the only one person that you can actually say that's doing something and standing out against the establishment is Tulsi Gabbard and they're basically there's a media blackout going on with her where they're not you know pushing anything that she's saying I mean you you wouldn't you don't even know that she's a, a candidate still because they don't cover her and that's by design they don't want they don't want her message to get out to the people that you know her regime change war nonsense you know waste you know uh, wasting money Fighting wars that don't make us any safer, uh, putting billions and billions and billions of dollars into the hands of the military uh, uh, contractors and and people that are in that sector, you know, which Lockheed Martin, um, uh, Boeing, you know, any any of these any of these uh, corporate entities that that fuel the the military and and all of that. I mean. Dude, all that money could be way better spent here. I mean, we've got plenty of issues here instead of trying to be the world police and nobody's covering her. Nobody's saying anything about her. It's like she doesn't even exist. And she's a woman of color. Not to mention she's not bad looking at all. Not that that may, not that that makes any difference, but, um, you know, it's just crazy. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, if you're going to make a, an informed decision about anything, shouldn't you know all of the possibilities? And they're not giving us any, all the possibilities. They're giving us two. The two that one is, is borderline, uh, uh, dementia in Biden who can't seem to, to, uh, string sentences together for some reason. And then you got Bernie Sanders who just seems like an old crazy guy. I mean, I agree with some of the things that he's saying, but I mean, there's some things that, that I don't agree with either. And they're both super old. Come on, man. 
I mean, next thing you know, what are they going to do? Was Biden going to, they're saying that they're going to get a, a, a female running mate. You know, if, if it's Bernie, who's it going to be? But I mean, if it's Biden, what are you going to grab Hillary, Hillary Clinton to have her be your running mate? Uh, that would be a disaster. I mean, I guess it's great for all the, all the, the Hillary people that, uh, you know, were devastated in 2016. There was a reason why she didn't win, man. She was just electability and just all of the, the, the corrupt shit that, you know, with that whole family. So I don't know, man. If he does come with, with Hillary as the, as his running mate, then you know for sure that this is, this is just, this is just a ploy to try to get Donald Trump out there and get the establishment back in. And I like, I don't agree with everything that Donald Trump did or does or, you know, how he acts and, and stuff. But I just believe at the end of the day, it doesn't matter right or left. They all work for the corporations and the people that give them the money to be in there, you know, and, 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 you know, kind of wield their, their way. And, and when, when it comes to, you know, legislation and other things. So I don't know. We'll see. But this is pretty funny. Thanks to the coronavirus, there was no crowd to play to, but frontrunner Joe Biden still did plenty of pandering. Biden vowed to atone for having the wrong sex and skin color by hiring those traits rather than merit. He will let the way someone looks decide who he picks for vice president and the Supreme Court. Watch. I committed that if I'm elected president and have an opportunity to appoint someone to the courts, will be a, I'll appoint the first black woman to the courts. My cabinet, my administration will look like the country. And I commit that I will, in fact, appoint a, I'll pick a woman to be vice president. Doesn't matter who the person is or what the person believes or has done in life. I'm going to pick someone who looks like this. But that's not patronizing or anything. But I didn't stop there, though. He also promised that in his first three months as president, nobody will be deported from this country, not even violent criminals. Seriously, watch this. In the first 100 days of my administration, no one, no one will be deported at all. From that point on, the only deportations that will take place are commissions of felonies in the United States of America. So, so to be clear, only felons get deported and everyone else Period. has to stay. Yes. Well, with time running out for his presidential campaign, Bernie Sanders did nothing significant to tear down Biden because he doesn't actually want to win. He just wants to jump around and play revolutionary. He doesn't want to be president. Why does he just say that? Biden almost sabotaged himself anyway, though, when he mistakenly used 2005-era Democratic lingo, which is now banned because it's racist. Watch. Anyone who shows up to be tested for coronavirus or gets coronavirus and is treated would be held harmless. There are certain things you can not deport an undocumented alien for, an undocumented person for, and that would be one of them. <laughs> Notice the question at the bottom of the screen. How can we make illegal aliens feel safe enough to get tested for coronavirus? Because that, that's kind of the number one concern over on CNN. Well, So, yeah, just what is going on, man, people? What, what is going on in this country? Uh, you know, is it, is it a free country or is it a, a free-to-be programmed country? Uh, who knows? Anyways... 
like I said, got one uh one one episode here to get to. Uh, Cranberry and myself uh, talk about all kinds of different perspectives. And then the next one that's going to be released after that will be uh, an author by the name of Joe Potosi. Uh, he's a child abuse survivor and the author of When the Dust Settled. And that'll be coming out here shortly as well. Uh, yeah. Till then, I guess stay safe. Uh, happy quarantining. And uh, yeah, let's get to the show. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Hey, today we've got a uh, guest uh, in studio, a guy I work with, an uh, apprentice, uh, third-year apprentice, right? Yeah, third-year. Okay, uh, in the industry that I work in, which is uh, mechanical insulation, and uh, his name is Cranberry. Yep, that's me, Cranberry. <laughs> you got it. You got to. You got to explain that to me, man. I, I, you know, on the job site, people call you Juice. People call you uh, a CG. You know, your last name's Gato, right? Yeah, Gato. All right. Uh, explain it to me. Well, so um, my granddad's name's Cranberry, and um, also, I guess his father's name was Cranberry too. But I don't know the story behind it. I supposedly he was born on Thanksgiving, so that kind of gave it his name. But other than that, I guess I'm just one another cranberry in this world, man. Yeah, that's cool, man. I I, I never heard anybody's name. I I saw the name when I was running for uh, uh when I bought the list of of phone numbers, mm-hmm. or or so I, I saw your name somewhere. It came up, and I was like cranberry. Oh, it must have. Been, it was on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so because you sent me a friend request. Yeah, yeah. So I was searching when I was frantically going through trying to hit everybody up, uh, you know, that I didn't have on my friends list so they could see, you know, so. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting how we, this whole thing ended up, you know, today. Yeah. Um, we had been placed together a couple of times. Uh, we both went to PCI, uh, to the refinery mm-hmm. and, you know, we were working there together. We're well, not together. Well, we yeah, had a little bit. Yeah. We were just there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you got you got laid off from there. I got laid off probably about a couple days after you, and then we ended up at Bayside together. Yeah, and we were talking uh, at lunch, and some other guys that had worked for me when I was a superintendent were actually on that job as well for a different company, and we all met and we were sitting around talking. And I thought that you had overheard uh, that I had a podcast or something like that, but I don't know if you were paying attention or not, but. I had just mentioned to you, uh, when we were, you know, when we got back into the thing, yeah, you know, I host a podcast and this and that. And you were like, whoa, wait, really? I've been wanting to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to do that too. And so I just think that it's really funny. I mean, I don't think that there's any coincidences in life. Like, I, you know, you heard me talking to somebody before. There's not a whole lot of coincidences, man. The universe, God, whatever it is you, that you believe in, whatever deity or, or spirituality deal that you're, you're into. Yeah. Me, it's the, it's the universe. You know, people are placed in your path for a reason. Yep. I, I, uh, I can feel that. I can feel that for sure. But I mean, I guess in a sense for me, um, I know spiritual health is something very important, so I would like to say that everyone should believe in something. It doesn't have to be anything specific, but I kind of get what you're saying. It's like you have that kind of drive in you, and when something comes in your path, you take advantage of it, which is a good thing. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's always like for myself, it, it's I, I pay attention to everything. So like when something happens or, you know, cause when you get so wrapped up in, you know, whatever, whatever things you're doing in life or, you know, day to day mundane things, you stop really paying attention to the things that are happening around you. And yeah, yeah. sometimes, you know, if you're not, if you're not in that flow of, of, uh, uh, of the universe and the thing and things that it's putting in your path, you miss a lot of things. You know, cause you're just kind of like, oh, well, I'm busy over here and I didn't, oh, there was an opportunity that I could have had. And you look back on it and you're like, damn, man, I should have, I should have, you know, yeah. been paying attention. That, that's perfect that you said something like that. Cause I mean, right now, like seven months ago, I started working out differently and I've been starting to do my own little thing here and there. And the one thing that I like to push on people is just being mindful. You got to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Cause you get so much more out of it. So it's like, like what you were saying, like if you're walking down the street and people are doing this and that, but you're just not even paying attention, then that's when something could happen to you. And then now you're sitting here stuck like, why did this happen to me? But if you're over here being mindful, looking around and kind of understanding what you're doing, you can actually pick and choose your situation in a sense. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So how did you uh, get into the trade? So uh, my fiance now... Um, her um, uncle was in the trade and basically I was doing low voltage before this and uh, it was pretty much just a shitty situation so I was like I gotta do something different and then basically um, he kind of told me about it so I kind of just shot um, sh sh shot my shot and then signed up for the union then I got like a call out to the that Apple building in Cupertino Okay. and then from there the rest is history basically did you did you start as a fire stopper or as yeah. a as a insulator? I was a fire stop for like maybe like six months, and then I became an apprentice. But I was still doing fire stop for like another year. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, that's how I started too. I started out as a fire stopper, uh, probably about thirteen years ago for PCI at a big hospital job in uh, in South Bay, and uh, I did that for about a year. But I I I also saw the. Uh, that there wasn't going to be any longevity in it yeah, yeah, at yeah. that point, you know, cause they were just trying to get their work back uh, or get that part of their, the, their insulation, whatever it is that they wanted to call it. They were trying to get back into it cause they had given it away to the carpenters before. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so I was like, ah, you know, I just don't, I don't see a whole lot of work in that, you know, Avenue coming up after that. And then I also had, so here's a funny thing. So in life, Sometimes your inspiration or your push comes from some of the the most like from places that you would never even think, right? Yeah, so yeah. so there was a guy uh and he's he's an older gentleman now. He has a son in the uh in the trade as well. Um he he came to me and he's like, "Dude, I see you, you know, you read these uh but you're reading the prints and all this other stuff and you're doing all these other things." He's like, "You're pretty smart, man." He's all you should you should you should go and and try to be a an insulator instead of doing what you're doing man because you know there's more money in it and you know you can you can branch off into different areas. Yeah. I had never even thought about it in, until this guy said that. And so he was the one that gave me the push that that made me think, "Oh, well, maybe I can do that." You know, and then that, from there that's where it happened. But I think that 
us as as people, you know, when you see, I guess, when you see uh, talent or or potential in in people, you know what I mean. It doesn't matter where they are. Yeah. You know, and when I see them in apprentices and even, even the same thing when it happens to me now and I run across a fire stopper and I'm like, Hey man, you should, you should probably do something a little bit different, man. I see some potential in you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think people should do that quite often, you know, because sometimes that's just that, that little push that that person may not have, may not have thought of themselves as doing that could get them into a better situation for themselves. Oh, I can actually 100% agree with you because right now in the place where I'm at, so I would say about seven, eight months ago, um, life just hit me different. I was just talking to my fiance and we kind of had a conversation about our values and this and that. And um, it kind of just kind of didn't go really all over the place, but in a sense, you could say it was kind of like a, my self affirmation. And since that happened, I feel like. Ever since I had that, I've been having this push of uh, if I could go through that and and understand myself even more, just try to help others understand themselves even better. I mean, and that's a whole other thing why I really wanted to be to do this podcast because for me, I wanted to start my own, you know, and then kind of branch off it from there. But kind of just talk and kind of learn about yourself, learn about others, and kind of hear their perspectives and all that stuff, just to kind of help others understand themselves. So, like, even something that I practice right now is that if I see someone that is, like, struggling in the sense that posts it, because social media does that a lot. They want to post all the negative stuff. And I've been trying to stir away from, you know, resharing, even though it's funny, you know. It's it's funny here and there, but just having it out there feeds into the negativity. And I feel like a place that I want to stand is that if someone seems to be so negative and down, why not try to say, hey, I hope everything's all right. You know what I mean? Like something so small as that can make a huge difference. And then, you know, this and that. And then one thing that I like to do push is I like to push um, resistance training because that just helps a lot. I, I truly do because I worked out for 10 years. I'm not, I'm only 24, I'm only going to be 24 years old this year, but I worked out for like 10 years, but I feel like I've only been doing it right for about a year now. And the difference it's made by doing it correctly and appropriately it's like life changing and it's just crazy. Yeah. That's, that, that's interesting. I mean, you know, a lot of times, you know, in life or, you know, in, in different things, especially, uh, in, in weight loss, lifting weights, uh, health, they're constantly reshaping what the right way to do is, you know what I mean? Yeah, all, or, the, all the time. You know, they they're, the they're figuring it, okay, well, this didn't work or this works. So it's really hard to, to know, you know, what the right way to go about doing it is. I mean, I've been, I, I used to be a gym's best friend. I would, I, here, here's a great story. So, you know, the UFC gym in Concord, right? Yeah, I've been there. Okay. So I, you know, I was, I had my apartment and, uh, you know, I just, uh, broke up with my ex-wife and I'm like, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get yoked up and do, do what I got to do, man. And I'm going to get chicks and I'm going to do, you know, all, yeah, the, yeah. all the things that you, you know, happen when you're, when you have a, have a, a life changing thing, you know, go down. Yeah. Uh, so I walk in there, I go to do a little tour of the place and I'm looking and I'm like, God damn, these chicks are hot. These dudes are. <laughs> buff yeah and i'm like all right well maybe that'll be good for me 
And so I go and the dude talks me into like, so I bought a two year membership up front, paid like 500 bucks. Yeah. Last time I walked in there. <laughs> never, never walked in there again after that. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, and I had done that quite a bit over the years, you know, it's, uh, and, and that, that's how they make their money on, on guys like, like me that would do that, you know, yeah. cause people, you know, you, we have good intentions, but it's intimidating. No, it is for sure. You know, and that's one of, that's one of the things that why I wanted to start this. Cause I mean, I never had a problem working out. I love it. I could work out every day of my life if I wanted to. Right. And it would make me happy. The happiest guy in the world. But you also have to understand that addiction's real. It doesn't have to be a drug. You can easily be addicted to anything. Right. So I used to be addicted to working out. I'd work out seven days a week thinking it would make me the best Hulk in the world, you know? And then. I realized that I started tracking. This is a little story too. I started tracking, right? And then I started writing on all my workouts and then I did it for like a month. And then I didn't even realize till maybe about three months ago until someone asked me, I brought out my old book, blew off all the dust, opened it up. And then I was like, yeah, look, I was doing all this crazy shit, um, working out my chest for like two hours, this and that. And then I looked at it and I showed them the numbers. And from week one, day one, of that Friday chest workout to week, week four, um, the chest workout, the same thing. I ended up getting weaker. And I was like, how is that even possible? Right. Yeah. Then that's the one I like. So for about a year, I've been training way different. I've been training, not working out. So I don't work out no more. I train, which is a, a whole nother conversation. Right. Yeah. But for instance, I, I try to plan it out and then I just kind of go, go with the plan. Cause you have to trust the process. And then I realized that. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon, and you have to take it day by day. And that goes into life, too. Mm. It's like you can't think of the end game without even planning it out. Like you have to plan everything out. And that's that's the one reason why I really love working out, and I love to push on other people. That's great, man. I, I definitely uh, I, I understand exactly what you're saying because I fall into this quite a bit. I get into the looking at, at the goal and it seems like it's so unattainable because I've, I've put it, I've put it into my head that, oh my God, this is, I gotta, I gotta do this and, and I'm gonna have to do this and, and I'm gonna have to do that. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't, I'll never get there. <laughs> and, 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 the, but I never start. It, yeah. You know, that's keep, the worst part. <laughs> yeah. It keeps me, it keeps me from starting. And it, I've done that with the, I wanted to write a book. And so like, I, okay, well, I start thinking about all these things and it's like, all right, well, why don't you just do the first thing, which is put some ink on paper yeah, and, and then go from there. And it just, it never happens. You know, I find something else to do, you know, this podcast. I mean, this is like the second recording I've had. And I did one yesterday, uh, with a gentleman, an author, uh, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's like three months had gone by yeah, and I hadn't done anything. I haven't put anything out and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to restructure what I'm doing. Uh, cause I was, when I first started, I did like, and I'm getting a little bit off of it, but we'll, we'll swing back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, I had uh, done like 25 of these in like a two to three week period. Like I, I'd literally like when I, when I get into something, I go hard. Yeah. And like, I put everything into it all, almost like I just burn myself out. Yeah. I, I can, I can already 
Talk yeah. about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I had everything going. I had, you know, people that wanted to get on the podcast. All they had to do, I'd shoot them this, this, uh, schedule. All right. Schedule a deal here. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I, I, some of them I'd had like four in a day. You know what I mean? Like back to back four, four interviews in like four hours, five hour period. And, uh, what I found was that, uh, when I was, editing these things i'm like all right i got 15 i got 20 in the bank and so now i don't have to record anything i can just you know release them release them when i need to yeah yeah. but the problem with releasing them like that is that all right well whatever what i was talking about in episode two i released it two months later whatever i was talking about is no longer relevant to my life at that point yeah you're a whole different guy (laughs) yeah you know what i mean and it's like all right well i mean this is cool i got content but it, it it's like i don't it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And so I had to step back and, and, uh, and, and reevaluate that as I'm editing these things, I started realizing, okay, well, I don't like when I do this. I don't like how I, the, the mouth sound that I make over here, Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm looking at all these different things that I don't like about my interviewing style. I'm, I'm, you know, went and interviewed one guy who was actually a, a, a an investigative journalist and, I, he, he just, he kind of, I mean, he didn't call me out on, on purpose, but he was like, I was, I was trying to ask him a question, but I was not asking a question. I was just going around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I, and I just, can hear that. I and, can hear that. Yeah, yeah. And just not being direct with a question. And he's like, okay, bud, I'm, I'm waiting for a question here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, damn. And then when, you know, we had talked about it afterwards and he's like, dude, it's not, it's not a big deal, man. He's like, everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah. You know, and, and this is just, you know, you got to learn, you got to learn yourself how to, how to, how to operate. And so that it kind of helped me. I mean, it all served a purpose. And so now I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I don't, I try not to get in the way too much. You know what I mean? Like the the guy was telling a story yesterday about his life and child abuse and stuff like that. And I just sort of, you know, eased back and, and didn't, you know, put how I related so much into it like I was doing before. Oh, I can relate to this. And then I went into my own thing. Yeah. And it kind of like took away from their yeah, the yeah, focus yeah. away from them I hear you. You know, back onto me. And, you know, it's really not supposed to be about me. It's supposed to be about you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so... Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a learning a learning situation, and and if you start doing a podcast, you'll you'll start doing that as well. You'll realize, oh yeah, I don't like this, or you'll hear little mouth ticks that you do, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. different things. And you're like, oh, it's annoying. If it annoys the shit out of me, I bet everybody else hates listening to it too. <laughs> <laughs> I can already see that happening. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It, it, it's cool, and and that's also another reason why I uh, I I wanted you to come and do this because if. So you could see like yeah. how the process, you know, my process, cause everybody has a different process. There's different, there's different types of, uh, equipment that you can use, mm-hmm. you know, different setups that you can have. Um, I was actually, you know, going to get a, uh, try to do, you know, put a GoPro camera, but I couldn't find my case for it. So I was going to maybe see about doing video because that may be something you want to think about too. Yeah. Which a lot of people have told me, um, that when you're, you get a lot, you get a lot more traction when people can see you. 
you know, so throwing it on YouTube, we I mean, might already go on YouTube, but it's just audio only. Yeah. So I'm thinking about, all right, well, let's, maybe if I switch it up and, and, you know, throw videos where people can actually see me and, and see who I'm talking to, yeah. you know, it, it might give me a little bit more following, you know, grow my audience a little bit more. Whatever works. You got to try it. Yeah. So what, uh, what do you, what do you want to talk about, man? What kind of perspectives did I, you want to bring today? I guess one thing I do want to bring back up is that all in approach. Okay. When you're talking about, I will go all in, I go all in. Cause I would want to say that's human nature. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't want to be the fitness guy cause I'm not a professional yet, but yeah. those are my best analogies. And the one thing that I know is with communication, you got to kind of know your audience and you have to talk to them a certain way that they're going to understand. Or whatever you're saying doesn't mean nothing, you know? So, like, the all-in approach is, like, I get it. Everyone wants to kind of go 100% all-in. But I guess the way I want to take this is that just because you're not doing it 24-7 doesn't mean you're not all-in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Even though it kind of contradicts the saying, like, I want to go all-in. It's like if you put one foot in the door, you're technically almost there, you know? You don't have to rush anything. But everyone likes to snap of the fingers, everything goes. And it's like, that's not just, that's not the way life works. Cause that was the case, then we'd wake up and we die. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and then that's it. So, I mean, I guess I don't know where I'm going with it, but that's kind of the, the gist I wanted to make that you don't got to, you ain't got to do it tomorrow. No, I, I, I agree with that as well. Um, you know, just, just starting and getting yourself to that point. I think I had a, one of my episodes with uh, Amy Barsky. She's a life coach and, and that's what we, you know, we touched on that, you know, just start, you know, just whatever it is, as long as you start it, you know, you don't got to be perfect at it. You don't have to, you know, weight loss is, that's a perfect, that's a perfect uh, example. We'll just, we'll use weight loss. All right. Okay. Um, when you start to lose weight where people fail a lot is they don't see results fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't. And if they're not, I don't know if it's because they're not doing it right. They're not, you know, whatever the situation may be. And I fell into this as well before I did the keto and, and actually saw results. Um, I would be going to the gym. I'd be working hard. I would be, you know, doing all these things, but not really understanding physiology and how your body works and this I was paying attention to the scale which you shouldn't do yeah um worst thing you could do yeah and so i would just i would constantly feel like defeated you yeah. know i'm like i'm doing all this stuff i'm not losing any weight but i was also not paying attention to what i look like in the mirror either or how my clothes fit yeah or you know because when you start when you actually start you know using weights and and doing all that other stuff you're not really losing weight but you're you're your body is still changing. Yeah. You're building the physique you always wanted. In yeah. Sense. Yeah. And so, you know, you just got to really pay attention to what the, uh, what your body's doing, what it's telling you. Don't look at the scale. Uh, and, and it's different for everybody. I mean, everybody, you know, the guy, person that you're training yesterday is probably not going to respond the same way as the person that you trained the day before. Yeah. You know, everybody's chemistry is different. We, we're all, we're all different in the way that our body metabolizes stuff, uh, processes foods. I mean, mm -hmm. and even to the point now where they say that, you know, your genetics play a big part in the kind of foods that you eat, mm -hmm. you know, from where you're from. Yeah. 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 You know, so like that. if you're, if you're, 
uh, let's just say I have uh, Native American from Mexico in me. All right. Mm. So I probably process foods uh, that are that are you know in that region differently than than stuff from up here. I yeah. don't know. It makes sense to me. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the science yeah, behind I, it. I don't but... know the hard facts on that either. But um, man, I've, I kind of lost train of thought. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, that happens too a lot. <laughs> I know. It's gonna kill me. But can you repeat a little bit what you're saying? A little bit. I was talking about the uh, uh, your your genetics and and okay, where you're yeah. from. And, so I think yeah. I got it now. So what it was is that. The reason why I like doing resistance training as the main source of starting is just because I'm a firm believer that the three main things of health that drive you, that are going to make you a healthy person, is your physical health, your mental health, and your spiritual health. The, um, the one thing that I truly do believe, I believe that bleeds into all three of those is physical health. If you're going to be physically strong, it's going to make you mental strong. If you're going to be physically strong, it's going to raise your spirits. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's not just, oh, I'm picking up this weight and lifting all this weight, power lifting, all this and that. It's you're literally making yourself healthier in a sense. Mm -hmm. But you have to do it appropriately. You know, you can't deadlift every day. <laughs> you yeah, can't bench yeah. press every day. But I'm telling you, once you pick up that weight, no one can tell you nothing because you never even thought you could do it. And that's one of the main reasons why I love deadlift. It's yeah. like you tell, you tell a female, hey, I want to see you pick up 150 pounds and, but you don't tell them it's 150 pounds. They do it. Then you tell them like the look at their face is like, are you serious? Yeah. 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 150 pounds. They're going to walk different. You know, you're going to feel different, but that's one of the things that's, it's just scary. Yeah. It's nerve wracking. It's like, uh, no, I think I should go running. Running's easier. Running's outside. Everyone does it. Right. But like you said, if you're going to fight the scale, running's not going to last forever. Yeah. You're going to adapt and, be efficient. Yeah, yeah. That's what the, that's what your body does. Your body wants to be efficient. In a sense, when you weight lift and resistance train, you don't allow your body to become efficient because you're always changing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not the same person you were yesterday when you do bench press or deadlift. Yeah. But when you go running, it's probably going to be the same thing. You know what I mean? You're yeah. only going to run a block. You're going to run a mile. Oh, now you're running two miles. But in a sense, you hated running that block. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do when you have to run three miles now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that That's the one thing I like to push. Yeah, the body adapts to, to things quite quickly. Uh, you reach a plateau in, in whatever it is that you do. And I know that I, I had when I was doing my uh, – I think I got down to like 228, 27 pounds. And to me, I was like really skinny. Yeah. And I, I, I felt like I looked sickly. You know, I have a picture of myself when I went up to the to the mountains and I, you know, went fishing and I, the the shorts I was wearing, my stomach was all sucked in and I'm like, God, I just, I, I look like a like a crackhead, <laughs> you know? It just, I, it just, it didn't feel right to me, and so I, I just, I think that, I don't, I don't know if I really believe that whole. Uh, deal where they say that you're obese at the, you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, the like, BMI stuff. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. don't, I just don't, I don't buy that, man. <clears throat> yeah, because it was weird because, um, so I, this is the reason why I, I started what I was doing. So I probably gained and lost weight like 40 pounds at a time, like three times, and I'm only 23. 20, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, well, when the hell did you do that? That's one of the things that make me 
I guess that's how I talk. That's how I kind of sell it to people. Is this that I did it three times? I don't want you to do it more than once because it's harder every other time. Yeah. Because like like I was saying, the body gets efficient, the body adapts. You put your body in extreme stress. It's gonna when you when you lose all that fat, it's gonna take that fat back. And say we're not doing that again. I'm not going through it again. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it makes it even harder. So it's like you should you should try to do it not the same as everybody else. I'm, I guess I'm one of those people that I don't want to follow the crowd, you know? So in a sense, you could say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leader, all this and that, but it's not, I don't think it's that in a sense. It's just that just because someone's doing it one way doesn't mean you have to do it the same. Yeah. And I heard it the other day. It was like, my hustle doesn't have to be your hustle because it's not going to work. You're not who I am. Yeah. You don't have my beliefs. You don't have my perspectives. You don't have my opinions. You know, you have your own thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's individual. Yeah. You have to find out what works for you. But, I mean, that's one of those things that just kind of drives me. It's like, I want to just do what's right for me. And doesn't mean it has to be correct or incorrect to you. It just has to be good for me. And understand that I'm trying to make myself better. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think I think another uh, segue we can go into is uh, you know if you talk about podcasting because it's kind of the same thing, you know people say oh well it's saturated there's nine hundred thousand podcasts out there right now and, <laughs> yeah and why would you want to do that and and this and that you know uh, mine is considered self help and and uh, uh, what a, I can't even, I can't even remember what the genre is but unbelievable it, yeah <laughs> it's it's uh like. Uh, there, there's a name for it. I just can't think of it right now. It's, it's in the self-help category though. But I mean, like how many other self-help podcasts are out there? You yeah. know, there's, there's at least 3,000 of them. And, and how is yours going to be different? Well, they're all different. Yeah. They're all different because everybody has a different take on it. You know, everybody has a different story. You know, my story is not going to be the same as the other person's story, you know, which it, whatever, you know, brought me to wanting to do this. Yeah. And it's the same thing. You know, you can put that in everything. Individuality, you know, there's nobody who's like you. Yeah, for you sure. Know, there's maybe people are similar to you. Yeah. But no one is you. You no are, you are you. I am me. <laughs> and we are people. Yeah. And we're people. <laughs> no, that's a good topic to talk about too. It's like people in general, humanity. Like what causes us to, dislike each other i wrote a, i wrote a post on facebook the other day is like we live in a generation that you know we just are so envious and spiteful and it's like where do we get those practices from you know it doesn't really help or build anybody so what's the point of living in that kind of mindset why would i see like your podcast i want to make a podcast i go oh sean's podcast sucks you know what i mean yeah rather than oh what i'm doing right now is coming over here and kind of learn see how it's ran so I can do it too. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you're not offended. Mm -mm. And if mine takes off skyrockets, you're not going to be upset either. You know what I mean? No, I just go. In a sense, I kind of would, you know, branch off of you and say, you know, I would have never done this without Sean. Yeah. 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 But in a sense, people don't act that way, you know? And it's like, why? It's a, it's a a good question. Why? Well, I think it, I think it, it, it comes from, I mean, just look at what's happening right now. You got all these people in, you know, going to in panic mode, yeah. going and buying all the toilet paper and, and like in like famine, you know, mentality. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be that way. Why don't you just take one, one case of toilet paper? And a lot of that's on the, on the stores. They should never be letting people hoard shit like that to begin with. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's the same way. 
you know, people just don't, they don't understand that. Uh, and I think a lot of it's followers, but a good leader will bring people up around them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want, if you're going to do a podcast, I want, I, so I, I want to help you so you can do it easier and faster than it took me. I had to learn all the stuff on my own. Yeah. YouTube videos, yeah. you know, all this other stuff. So if I can eliminate half of that for you, because I sat on this thing for fuck, man, it was, I would say I thought about doing it for a year. It took me 18 months, but I mean, I got all the stuff to do it in six. Yeah. The other year was me trying to talk myself out of doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ah, no one wants to hear what you're going to say. You know, yeah, who, yeah. who are you to think that you can tell anybody anything or, or you're interesting or your, pers- your take or your perspective on anything is worth sh- anything. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, that battle that we have within ourselves. You know, which kind of plays into what you're talking about yeah, yeah. because, you know, the self doubt and the self, uh, talk, the self, uh, sabotage that we all have in us and that we do plays into that too. And so I think when people come at, and, and we had this conversation when we were at yeah, work the other day, it was about, you know, if, would you ask me, you said something about if I could, if I could change one thing in the world, is that what it is? No, no. The question was, is I love this question. I like to ask everybody. As the question was, if you were the head of a culture, what would be the main dri- uh, main value driving yours? Okay, my mine. What would I say? Connection. Uh, uh, well, what is it? You answer right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I I think that's what it was. It was uh, it was connection and and you know uh, just just uh, being like. Just connection, being connected to people in a, in a positive way. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Trying to, trying to help people, help people become better people, you know, cause we all struggle with something, you know, even though I've, I've fought a lot of demons and went through addiction and, and all this other stuff. I mean, I, I still have things that I struggle with, you yeah. know, like, which we all do procrastination. I procrastinate this shit out of everything. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm the, I'm the guy that knows exactly what I'm going to do when I win that lotto. But guess what? I don't play. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That, yeah, that's true. You know, I it, tell myself all the time, I want to win the lotto. I want to win the lotto. Never bought a mega, uh, mega ball ticket. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, and I do that with a lot of things, you know, and, but I, but I think in just knowing what you do yeah. and, and, and the, the behaviors that you have that hold you back and limit you, you're, you're in the race still, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of people, and I mean, I know people like this, uh, that they have no idea their behaviors and, and how, and how, uh, harmful they are to themselves Yeah, and, and the ways that they think or how they deal with things, or they're constantly blaming other people for their problems and yeah. st- instead of like, Hey man, why don't you, why don't you take a look at yourself first before you go outside and start pointing fingers at people and, and, you know, Oh, it's this person's problem. It's this person's fault. Yeah. You know, what part did you play in it? Yeah, no, you, for sure. You know, and, and like everything that I, that I've done, I've, I've come from the bottom three times. I've lost everything in my life three times. Yeah. And every single time of it, that it's happened, it was because of me. Some, some decision that I decided to make, you know, nobody told me to go and sell drugs and go to prison. Nobody told me to go and do this. It was just, it was stuff that I chose to do because I was fucking lazy. 
Yeah. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to conform to what society, you know, deemed as, as, you know, what you're supposed to do. And so I think people get, you know, and I, and I kind of went off on a little tangent there and made a right turn <laughs> from, from what you were talking about. But, right. um, I, I, I really believe that, you know, if we start coming at life and trying to connect with people and social media is not really, I mean, it, Social media is is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. It could be used in a good way. Yeah, it, it could, could be. be. Um, but it also has been used to drive us apart. It still is. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, putting putting us in tribal uh, situations because I mean that's what we're natural. That's why we we gravitate towards that because we are tribal and it's in our DNA to be in tribes. And yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's from, from thousands of years ago when, you know, yeah. you had this tribe trying to kill this tribe and, you know, it's just the way it was. Fortunately, I mean, we're not uh, in situations like that, at least in a first world country. Yeah. I know yeah. in third world countries, it's not like that. There's still, you know, dangerous situations and you don't know if you're going to die or, or, or eat or, yeah. you know, things like that. But I mean, it's hardwired in our DNA. Well, that that's a good thing to say because I got something to feed off of that, I guess. So, for instance, when you were saying that we're tribal, right? That doesn't mean we have to be disconnected. Like you're, like you want to say we should be connected. Just because we're tribal, I'm me, you're you, and we're us against you guys should never be against, you know. But like, like I'm trying to say, I think it's human nature for some odd reason. Don't know why, but why does it have to be us against them? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, ra rather than you see my ideology, I want to know your ideology. And what if we have, you know, seven out of 10 that mix? You know, it's not just because it's not 10 out of 10 doesn't mean I don't have to not like you. But that kind of goes on another tangent of where I don't believe in incorrect or correct. Maybe maybe the weirdest thing you can hear, right? I believe in either things are good or either things are bad, either for the better good or it's going to be for the worse or bad, you know? So like every choice that people make, it should either be off of it's good or it's bad. And that would, I think that would help a lot of problems. Cause if I go, if I were to shoot this guy, that's bad. So don't shoot him. Right. Yeah. But if I were to feed this person, it's good. So why not do it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's like the extremes in a sense. Right. But even little things, if I help this guy up cause he's on the ground, I should do it. If I kick him down, that's bad. But people, people like to kick it down because it's a little easier, even though that's, that, that analogy doesn't sound like it's easier. Yeah. Giving my hand out sounds like it's going to be easier. But if someone's sad on social media and I kind of just let it be, that's, that's easier. But mm -hmm. if, it is harder in a sense to go, I hope everything's all right. Like, why not? Why can't we do that? Yeah. But social media likes to drive negativity, like this outbreak that's happening right now. Yeah. Everyone's panicking and going crazy because of the media. I would I would like to say they're they're the main driving cause. Yeah. Because there's no reason why you have to go buy all this toilet paper and all this all this hand sanitizer. Like the stores look like it's a zombie apocalypse right now. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no reason for all that. Because in a sense, if we did care about each other, like like we say we want to, we would understand that we should take one and be mindful. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. No one shits that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care how many people are in your family. Those Costco. Toilet papers are there's hell of in there. Yeah, there's, there is. There's no way you're running out of that in like a month. There's no way. Yeah, it takes <laughs> it, ta it takes me probably 
a month just me by myself to go through a four roll little pack or a six roll yeah. pack from Costco, you know, and I, I still have a, a whole thing, brand new one down there that I bought fucking probably a month and a half ago. Yeah. You know, I got plenty of stuff here, you know, to eat. And like, I just, I went to a store yesterday and I didn't go to a regular grocery store. I went to like one of these little carnicerias. Yeah. And a little small spot. Dude, nobody's there. Yeah. You know, I went and grabbed some car, uh, some, some meat and some beans and rice and some other stuff, you know, to feed me for, you know, four days. Yeah. It's like, you know, this is silly. Yeah. And it was crazy. I saw someone say that like people are spending like a thousand dollars at the grocery store. It's like, unless you have like three freezers, you're wasting your time, you know? <laughs> you're buying a shitload of canned goods. <laughs> exactly. It's like, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's pretty, that's definitely, um, something that, that I wish more people would do. And I'm not perfect at it. I'm not either. You know, <laughs> I, I want to make that clear right now. I'm not perfect at it either. But I think one thing I would like to say is that just because you're not perfect at it doesn't mean you shouldn't be driving towards it. Cause I mean, I, I've been doing perspective writings about this and that. And one thing I like to say is that I know I'm not better than nobody. I'm just giving my opinion. If it helps you, it helps you. Right. So like for me, it's one of those things is that I may be saying something. But I am trying my best to practice what I'm saying, right? It may not be 100% of the time, but that's just why I'm cranberrying. I'm doing it, doing it as I'm doing it. Just because I say I'm going to make two left steps and then one right doesn't mean it's always going to be that way, you know? But in a sense, man, I'm getting off freaking losing it. But in a sense, you have to just keep driving towards who you want to be. But you have to know who you want to be too. So it's like one of those things you have to acknowledge and respect those are two things i like to do i acknowledge that there is something i need to do and i have to respect that i have to take the steps to get there yeah that's a good way to look at it um the a, the, a way that i kind of look at that and in, in the same in the same st- sense so you take addiction all right yeah and you know you're 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 a drug addict and you know you you want to stop using drugs all right this is a controversial thing in the community of uh, recovery is that relapse is a part of recovery. And I believe that it is, you know, some people will flip out and go, Oh, you're just giving them an excuse to go and get high. Yeah. 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 You know? And it's like, okay, I, I can see that point, but I can also see that if you're, if somebody does relapse, all right. And somebody does, you know, uh, slip or fall back, and they get back up and try, try again. I mean, if you're going to oust them and shame them, then you're going to push them away right back over to where, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not helping the cause. Yeah. You're not, you're not helping the cause. <laughs> and the more times that like, if it's on your mind that you want to stop doing something at some point, if you keep on that road, you will succeed. Yes. You may have to fall down. It's like kids. How many times does it take kids, you know, before they learn how to walk, they got to fall down. Like my daughter still falls down and she's like three. Yeah. And, but she can run like the wind, you know, and phew, she's gone. But I mean, she'll, she'll stumble. Yeah. You know, but at some point, you know, she, she will not. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, people are the same way. We're, we're, we're no different than that. Um, we have to fail a few times and, and you know what? Failing isn't bad. It's not. Dude, all the magic is in the failure. 
And if you take it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, you, if you're able to learn from your mistakes. Because yeah, some people fail and then that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's the that's the bad part about it is that you can fail, hit a roadblock, and you go, uh, do I want to jump over it or do I want to just turn around? And I would say most people in adversity, which is it's sad. It is sad that they would go, eh, I'm better off doing what I was doing earlier. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can see that point too. But I mean, there there are some some instances though that you kind of okay. Well, I want to try and do this. Well, maybe this isn't the best thing for me. You know what I mean? And that's up to the individual to yeah. to figure that out on their own. What what path that you're on and what you want to do, how you want to go, how you want to go about doing it. Well, there was one thing that I I didn't, and uh, I started a business, uh, a drone business, and you know, I I did a little bit. Uh, I, I did some work and, you know, I had some clients, it wasn't anything that I could, uh, stop doing my day job on, Yeah, but it really, it showed me, I'm like, okay, well you really don't know shit about business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause you, one, didn't go to school for it Two, You, you don't have the, uh, like I don't have, I didn't have the time to do the marketing that was required to, to build that business. Is that you, you talking to you or someone talking to you? No, that was me talking to me. Okay. I, was, I wasn't clear. I thought you were telling a story. But no, no, no. That, talk, that, you talking to you. Okay. Yeah, that's me like reflecting going, okay, well, I don't really know how to do this. I don't have the time to devote to uh, marketing and, and everything that's required. And that's kind of a full-time job in itself. Yeah. Marketing, you know, and trying to get business and build a business. And I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe this is just a hobby then. Yeah. You know, and I had to, instead of like, you know, persevering, I just like kind of like let it go. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and it, but I mean, that's, you have to be able to discern that for yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. in whatever situation, you know, you're, you're in. Um, and so, but what was it? What, ah, shit, I just lost my train of thought too, as to what that was pertaining to. Was it, what, what, what started that whole riff? <laughs> Great question. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was the, um, pushing and giving up. Yeah, pushing and giving up. Basically, the roadblock. Like you, uh, just because you're failing, right? Yeah, yeah. And okay. you hit a roadblock, yeah. and then either turn around or keep going. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess you're saying I didn't want to be all negative about it either. Yeah, I, yeah. Did, I didn't mean to make it the negative route. But yeah, in a sense, you're saying you hit a roadblock. You can either turn around or make a new path. Yeah. I would hope you make a new path, like you said. It's well, it's a hobby. Yeah. It's not a failure. It's just that I tried it. It's one of those things that I just want to do on my free time. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to make this my life. Yeah. Which is, which is never a bad thing. Yeah. You know, that's what I guess I wanted to say too. Okay. So I'll, 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 I'll expand a little bit on that into something that, that actually a lot of people deal with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about relationships. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So when you fail in a relationship, mm-hmm. all right, it's a good chance that, you know, okay, well, you broke up with this person, you know, it's, you're, it's, it's a good chance that it's like, I, right, well, I'm never going to, be with another woman again, ever. Yeah, I don't know why people do that. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you know what I mean? Yes, you will. Unless you choose nah, the other well, team. Yeah, that's but, the thing. Because, like, with me, well, I don't want to take you off tangent. But, like, in a sense, I'm extremely happy, right? I really yeah, yeah. am. Like, me and my fiance, like, that conversation we had about eight months ago about values, mm-hmm. that was that would probably be my best relationship advice. Yeah. Is yeah. that because values run deep, yeah. right? So, in, this, in a sense, we were talking, and it was just like, well, what do you value in me? Then what do I value in you? Something so simple as those two questions. Mm-hmm. If you can answer those honestly, it's one of those things that I look back now. If she does something that kind of irks me, I guess, in a sense, because it happens to every couple, right? Yeah. 
I kind of think about it goes, does it really take away from her main value of, in my life? If it doesn't, then why am I upset? And that just knocks everything out the ballpark. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, there's no care. There's no worry in the world now. It's like, she's still doing exactly what I love most about her. So why am I upset? Yeah. And I think that's a lot of things in life too. You have to know what the value is it to you for it to even be worth it in your life. Yeah, yeah. Once something has value, then it's like, what's the point of it? What's the point of it here? Yeah, yeah. Like, why am I holding on to this? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a that's a pretty uh pretty good perspective from a twenty four year old, which <laughs> which gives me hope <laughs> hope for the future. Yeah, bro. My nephews, my nephews are thirteen. They're thir- they're thirteen, and they're doing this little um um they want to help the community. Yeah. And they're they're saying is you're never too young to make a difference, and it's true. You're never too young to make a difference because, I mean, in a sense, um, I, I went off getting a little off tangent, but um, there was this post that I commented on. It was this, I don't know what group I was in, but basically this lady was saying that, oh, all these people are so young doing other things and I'm just kind of starting now. And then one thing that I said was that, you know, age doesn't matter. Age doesn't play a factor in the party that you want to host. Being that whatever you want to do in your life, it's never too late to start. And age doesn't, in a sense, cause wisdom either, you know? Yeah. Just because you're 40 doesn't mean you have 40 years of wisdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And just because you're 23 doesn't mean you have 23 years of wisdom. It's however you want to go about your life. Yeah, yeah. You know, no one, you don't, no one teaches you critical thinking, you know? <laughs> no one does. There's mm-hmm. no way you can teach that. But you can, it's a great skill to have. But that's like, I would say it's God given. Yeah, sense. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing as, you know, they said 10,000 hours makes you a, makes you a professional, whatever yeah. it is you try to do. Yeah. Well, being a person takes a lot longer than 10,000 hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? How, how old would that be? Do you know the math on that? I have no idea. <laughs> but I know that, you know, to, to be a good person is not, I mean, sometimes, you know, you may have been brought up to be a good person and you're just good by nature. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times, you know, we, we're, we're all, you know, we're broken in some way, you know, yeah. whether it's, you know, something that we've experienced in our, in our childhood, our parents, our upbringing, you know, this guy, yeah. this guy's, you know, yesterday is, is, uh, you know, he was being beaten by his stepdad and his mom, uh, you know, and so. Oh yeah, I seen that. That's sad. Yeah, when when you get uh, when when something like that happens, you know, you rape. You know, yeah. you're you're raped as a as a, a young woman or or even as a, a young boy. Um, that really uh, sets in motion, you know, a uh, uh, disaster for for a person. Yeah, you know, and then trying then you're just spending the rest of your life trying to recover from that. Yeah, you know the different uh, uh, ways that you were coping with it. You know that may not have been, uh, you know, uh, healthy. A lot of times, when when a woman's raped, she she uh, will recreate that situation for herself down the road in in other relationships, or she'll gravitate towards people that will treat her in a certain way. Yeah. Um. And so it's like it's like trying to unwire all that, and you know. I, I'm not trying to, you know, get off on, on a tangent like that, but I'm just saying, man, we, you know, everybody's different. We have different ways of dealing with things. We have different issues that, you know, we've been, uh, put in, put in our path. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as a, you know, then this is going to kind of tie into like as being a supervisor now or a foreman or when I was a superintendent, you really, really, really have to 
kind of be a psychologist in a way because you can't, you have to know your people and the people that you're talking to and how to kind of deal with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because somebody may not be receptive to harsh criticism. You know what I mean? They're, yeah, yeah. they're a good worker and they're a good or a good person or there's, you know, you're trying to get production out of somebody and, you know, you have to figure out how that person is going to respond or be respect receptive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of just in life in general and the people that you're, you're, you're dealing with on a day to day basis because, you know, you have, you can't just, I don't want to say you have to be like a chameleon or a, or a shapeshifter. Yeah. But you, you kind of do. Yeah. You, you have know, to give to receive. Yeah. You know, you kind of have to like, okay, well, this person's not receptive to this. So let me try a different way. Yeah. You know, let me, let me go, let me go, let me go about it a different way and see if they're receptive to that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just sort of went off on that <laughs> a little bit. Well, that, that's actually a perfect segue to, um, to me, what I was saying about that question about the culture. Yeah. If I, so my answer was that if I, my main value driving my culture would be the respect of individuality. It's like everyone is different. So it's like, I understand you have your views. I have my views. And if I go back to my ideology of there's no correct or incorrect, it's either good or bad. If I can understand you, then I can respect you, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't have to be to where, oh, you know, you don't agree with me, you know? But now I understand you, so it's not like we have to be on the same terms, but we have a mutual respect. Yeah, yeah. So we're not going to have that conflict. So yeah. so, so it's like it's it's more like finding common ground. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. Let, let let okay. Let's find the common ground that we both can can sign on to. Yeah, and then let's explore some of the other things that we disagree on because maybe I can give you my perspective on it, and then you can give me your perspective on the same thing, and I might change my mind. Yeah, or you might change your mind. Yeah, exactly. And mm -hmm. I think. I think if we aren't sold on stuff, you know, because people, when you're sold on something and they're, 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 this is my guy and that's yeah. it, I, I'm not changing my mind. I support this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you, when you dig your heels in on something, it really doesn't allow for any kind of, uh, discussion. Yeah. Because, Which is, I was horrible at that. Yeah. I, I mean, was horrible back then. <laughs> you just, you just kind of like you're, you're planted in and, and I'm not moving. Um, and, you know, and depending on, you know, what, where you get your information from, which I, Americans, well, people in general are lazy. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. They don't research. A lot of it is because I think a lot of people just don't know how to research. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of time. If you're looking in the media or looking to the media for your research, good luck because you don't know who's telling the truth and who's yeah. lying. Is it information, disinformation, misinformation? What kind of information is it? Yeah. You know, and, and unless you're going to actual books yeah, yeah, yeah. on a subject. Um, but it most also has to be oh, – my bad. My you bad. know, most people just don't have time for that. Yeah. So they just take the easiest, the easiest uh, uh, thing that's out there. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, CNN, that, that's my show. Oh, uh, yeah. that's, so my... that's probably the worst thing you could do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, and, and they don't know, you know, what the uh, what CNN actually is, you know, which and I, I don't even know. I mean, I hear a lot of things about it, but, you yeah. know, fake news. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> For me, um, kind of to segue off of that is that um, 
The way I like to do it is to ask the main question is why. You, if you're going to be on the media and there's someone, because usually media is a person to person, right? Mm-hmm. So I make a statement. And in a sense, if someone were to question me, I would hope I have an explanation that I can tell them so they understand. doesn't have to be correct or incorrect, like I'm saying. But yeah. if I want to give information out, I should be able to back myself up with my own create my own pure thoughts, in a sense. Because I, I mean, honestly, I think life is all about perspectives. There may be a lot of facts out there, but a lot of it's an opinion, you know, unless it's been scientifically proven, which is, I don't even know how to get, I don't want to get into that because I'm not too sure how that works too. Yeah. Because science has too many variables, too many controlled substances that how do you know it's 100% true anyways? Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, I guess in a sense, I'm living uh, a whole question life. But in a sense, I want to pick and choose what affects me, you know, does it make it a bad thing? It's just that if you have information for me and I can make my perspective stronger or make my opinion better, then of course I want to take it in, you know? But at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to dog your opinion because you feel that way for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Like you're saying, everyone, everyone is different. They go through hard times. Like, um, for instance, if someone goes through some hard shit, of course they're going to have a different perspective on that situation. If, if they got jumped when they were younger, and they go and they go into a crowd. They're gonna be scared. You yeah. know what I mean? But I won't understand that because it never happened to me. And it, it all plays into empathy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when someone wants to be a jerk, you know, you have to kind of question them. Like, uh, are they just being a dick, or you know, are they just going through a hard time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in a sense, common reaction is you want to yell at me. I'm gonna yell at you. Which is, in a sense, I'm not trying to say I'm a pacifist, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to be disrespectful, you're going to be disrespectful. But in a sense, I think you have to kind of look at it like, is this guy being disrespectful or is he just having a bad time? Because yeah, yeah. if they're having a bad time, if you were to be the calm, the, the, the bigger man and go, you know, I hope, I mean, I guess I, I see you're mad, but it's not that big of a deal. And then if it goes if it goes further than that, then that's when you have to either defend yourself or go on it that way, you know? Yeah. But in a sense, you don't have to kind of dog someone for what they do is that just because they're upset or something they may be going through something like you're saying so it's like kind of be empathetic that would probably be the key to life honestly but not to be like to take that time to be oh let me actually think about what this guy's going through because no one cares Yeah, yeah but why not you know that's another question why not well, I think we've been conditioned. Uh, we've been conditioned and programmed through, you know, media, things that we watch on TV. I mean, if you, I was talking about this not too long ago, but just look at, I'll use the Kardashians for an example. Go for it. Let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> so look at those women. All right. They all are kind of, you know, with unavailable, emotionally unavailable men. Uh-huh. All right. They get cheated on. They go back to them. They get cheated on. They go back to them. You know what I mean? They're they're teaching our 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 young girls that watch this that that's okay. Yeah. No. So that's crazy because um, it was about I heard I was listening to a podcast and they're talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Shakira and and um, J Lo, and they're like, they're great performers, right? But. What my daughter sees on Super Bowl, because that's a family event, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, they're using sexy to sell, which in a sense, they're guys, they're guys too. I was like, I'm not mad at it, right? But in a sense, they're teaching young women that that's their value. Mm-hmm. That's what provides value to their life. 
If you're sexy, it sells. That makes you money. Right? It's not about I can sing, I can dance. Mm-hmm. It's I can dance and dress skimpy and that, that makes the money. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and it takes, it takes time to kind of sit there and think about it. It's like, is that who I am? Or do I want to just make everybody else happy? And that's one thing I don't want to do. I'm not in it to, for sure, I'm not in it to be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. But I am want to help the people. Yeah. So yeah. it's, in a sense, I like to say I'm selfless. I'm selfish, but selfless. Yeah. yeah. In a sense. But it's like, it's crazy because that is true. It's like you see something on TV and a girl, you know, is wearing her bra and in a bikini and she gets money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you're a girl and you wear a bra and bikini, you think you're going to get money. But sometimes that's not the way the world works. Then that kind of just drives it down the drain that leads leads to a shitty life. You know what I mean? Yeah, because sometimes in life you don't look good in a bra and a bikini and you shouldn't (laughs) be doing that and you're not going to make any money. I know I won't. Yeah, I won't won't either. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, it just it sends it sends conflicting messages to to people that are or to to the young women that are watching that show and like i my ex used to watch that show and i would like be listening to it going to bed right yeah and she'd have it on and and watching it because i would go to sleep earlier and her and i'd just be like i i would sit up and i would go are you serious will you turn this shit off yeah i'm like god man these these women are retarded yeah you know, or, or, or I guess retarded's not a good word. These women are ridiculous. <laughs> no, yeah, in a sense, they are ridiculous. But that's what that's what sells. Yeah, yeah. But what sucks? Because I mean, look, going back to me about what I want to do in the fitness community is that I do want to be different. Obviously, telling someone that they need to be doing recuperative exercise, learning how to do bench press, deadlift, overhead press, and squats, is it isn't a sexy sell, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, that looks hard. I'm gonna get all bulky. If for females or guys go, that oh, hurts my lower back. Doesn't, doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but it's like, if you take the time and try it the right way, who knows what will happen. Right. Yeah. It's like, why do you have to go on these bouts of, Oh, let me sweat. Let me go all in. Right. Let mm-hmm. me go sweaty. Let me get, let me be sore. Let me be hurting just because it's going to help me get there. But no one says like, I know everyone says life is hard because it is hard. Right. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, it doesn't have to be. And that's, it can be as easy as you want it to, as you want to make it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no formula to anything. Right. Yeah. It's trial and error. Like you were saying, it's like, it is, it's trial and error. You got to try something. If you don't like it, then don't do it. Yeah. But yeah. try it. You like it. It helps you keep going. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's one of those things. It's like cause, cause and effect. Cause yeah. and effect. Yeah. So we we've talked about it quite a different quite <laughs> yeah. quite a quite a uh, array of uh, different topics here um i w- i want to get into one that's actually uh pertinent to what's happening in our political arena right now and i, I know that you're not really you I'm, said you're not up on politics and what's well, like, going well, on for me it's like it's that gray area for me politics is a gray area mm-hmm. so it's like who do i believe yeah cuz yeah. especially since i'm a, a believer of what why right it's like what's driving these people because one thing i heard was like the president for instance this is my obviously my opinion but like why would you want that job right the Mm -hmm. presidency yeah yeah it's like the pay is not that great and it's like why do you want that job is it what is it everyone says it's probably power they just want to have power but in a sense to me the president doesn't have that much power anyways 
in a sense, because I know from learning in school, it's checks and balances. Yeah. But I know it, who knows what's going on up there, right? But the president doesn't have that much power to me. So it's like, when they say all this and that, it's like, how much of it will go through? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm not really big in politics because I know it's, it's just shitty. It's shitty debating. Yeah. That's all yeah. it is. Well, it's also, you know, a lot of people are, are selected. They're not elected. They're kind of elected. But I mean, so what's happening with the Democratic National Conven- Committee or convention right now is you've got three candidates that are that are in there, but they're only talking about two. Mm-hmm. All right. Tulsi Gabbard, she is a, uh, uh, I think, a two time Iraq war veteran or war or tour. She did two tours in Iraq. And she's a woman. She's a woman of color. She's actually uh, from Hawaii. So I think she's a, a, what do they call it, Pacific Islander or, or something like that. I'm uh, not sure. Uh, so she she's def- definitely a woman of color. Uh, she's a combat veteran. You know, all the things that you would think, like, you know, all these people were, were pushing Hillary, right? Yeah. And, oh, she's the first woman president and all this stuff. And Tulsi's actually calling out the the military industrial complex and regime change wars, which we do have. Yeah. Right? So we go in and and senselessly take out like Iraq, Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden, you know, for whatever reasons you know that we deem uh, uh, necessary to remove these people. And you saw like with Iraq, dude, it was uh, WMDs, which they found w- no WMDs, no weapons of mass destruction when they went into Iraq. Uh-huh. It was just a ploy. All right, just like a false flag, whatever it is. But they lie to get to get money to go do all these things and mm-hmm. the taxpayer money, and they're actually, you know, funding, uh, you know, the military industrial complex, which actually gives the money back to these politicians in re-election campaign funds and stuff like that. So there's a vested interest in 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 keeping these politicians in office that support that right yeah, yeah, yeah because it just keeps the machine turning and well she's in there and she's talking about hey we got to stop doing this you know we're not making the world any safer by any of these regime change wars and stuff like that and she's actually being black or, or actually uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put something up here in a minute to that you know the only the only news outlet that's covering her is fox news all right None of the other news stations are even picking her up. They don't even they don't even say that there's another there's a third candidate. It's just Biden and yeah. And, and, I haven't even heard of her. Yeah, <laughs> she's still she's still on the ticket. Oh yeah, I haven't even heard from her. So we're we're, we're going to listen to something and and tell me uh, what you think. We're going to listen to a couple different things, but this is going to be one of them right here that definitely is uh uh interesting. Okay, right? in 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 how they're the media is shaping and, and and not allowing us to hear this this individual who has a great message and actually cares about the people and wants to to stop wasting money uh, with these wars and start bringing it back to the United States where it belongs, yeah, and putting it into programs and people that actually need it and making a better you know a better society. You know, infrastructure. Do we spend no money on infrastructure whatsoever? Hardly. Yeah. And what did, what did Trump, what didn't he say something about, you know, infrastructure? We're going to have an infrastructure package. And, and I never heard nothing else about that after the first year. Yeah. Uh. So let's, uh, 
<coughs> Let's listen to this. And this is actually uh, a Fox uh, business uh, deal. I'm, I'm not like a Fox News watcher, but I just definitely, you know, want to. I listened to this earlier and it was really interesting. Okay. But another Democratic contender, Tulsi Gabbard, has been completely shut out of the upcoming debate. She says it's part of the DNC strategy to silence her. I will not accept this. This is still very much a three-person race. And the third leg of that presidential stool is here with me tonight. It is presidential candidate and Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard. Welcome back. Thank you, Kennedy. It's great to talk to you. All right. So everyone's trying to push. They're trying to put a muzzle on you. It's just it's ridiculous. When Elizabeth Warren got out of the race last week, uh, I was sitting next to Juan Williams and he said, that's the last woman. Yeah. They are the- the last woman is, and I and I said, how could you say that? Tulsi Gabbard is still in the race. What has happened to the Democrat Party? Uh, you know, it, it's very clear, and this is the question that Democrats, American voters, should be asking the Democratic Party, should be asking their corporate media partners who are literally making their decisions, uh, not only now, but since the very first day I announced my candidacy, to try to shut me down, to smear my character, media blackouts, uh, trying to keep the American people from hearing my message, which is very clear. It's been clear from day one, and it is clear today about how we need to bring about a sea change in our foreign policy. How, how, could, the, how could the Democrat establishment, unless they're total hypocrites, have a problem with that? So let's say you're a single-issue candidate, and that's the only thing you want to talk about. That is so incredibly important, given the geopolitical yes. landscape, and not to mention coronavirus and trying to figure out who our friends and enemies are. And you are a woman. You are a woman of color uh, from an interesting state <laughs> with a fascinating background. I and may not first... agree with you on, on everything uh, that you're running on, but I do sure as hell. I think you should be on that stage. And I'm, the fir- I'm the first female combat veteran ever to run for president. And the most important responsibility that the president has is to serve as commander in chief of our armed forces to make those decisions related to our nation's foreign policy. You mentioned some of the key reasons why this is so critical and why it's important for voters to be able to hear my message, to, to hear the voices of, of my brothers and sisters in uniform, veterans and, and service members who I've had the privilege of serving with uh, to the forefront before they make this very important decision about who the Democratic nominee will be. Yeah. I am bringing this message about changing our foreign policy away from waging regime change wars, being the world's police, going and toppling dictators in other countries, uh, stopping this new Cold War or nuclear arms race, all of these things which are not making us as Americans any safer. Well, I don't think I don't think the Obama administration dollars here at home made us any safer. And and I know that it's uh, a long-standing foreign that, policy. Yeah, you served, you you went overseas, and now Joe Biden is positioned by the establishment as the only guy who can beat Donald Trump. Do you believe that? Uh, no. I'm the best candidate to defeat Donald Trump. This is what I know. I, I, I have consistently gotten support from Democrats, Republicans, and independents American across Samoans? the board. Across the board, <laughs> uh, really understanding how important it is to put country first, Kennedy. That's really what this is about, and how necessary it is to put the partisan politics aside, come together, and solve problems. This is especially important now as we're dealing with things like the coronavirus. All right, so let's talk about coronavirus. The president just spoke. You said we have to put this uh, bipartisan, uh, this rather polarization aside and support one another. Do you support the president what he said tonight? 
Uh, there are a few things, I think, that, that first of all, yes, I agree with him. We've got to set aside any partisanship. and. Re- so just just hearing that and what she's talking about, I mean, is that, does that concern you at all that, that they're trying to silence this person who, I mean, if we're in a democratic society, shouldn't we hear all options? Yeah. No. So I guess let me try to put my opinion. Let me put my opinion on this. Uh, um, yeah. Since we should be able to hear everybody and everybody's voice should matter, you know? Um, she seems like a very good candidate, you know what I mean? And it does seem weird that she is shunned out by the media. And like you were saying that Fox News is the only people showing her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and obviously that's for the reason. It's probably the money. Money drives everything, you know? Yeah. Which probably is going to end up killing her, her campaign just probably due to money and how I'm pretty sure like Biden and, um, What's his name again? Um, uh, Sanders. Sanders, yeah. Sanders and Trump obviously have a lot of money going into the race. And like you were saying a long time ago, talking about how, you know, it's money money rules this country. Yeah. You know, and how um like we don't really have that much power because the power's in the corporations. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it doesn't really matter about the workers. But I mean she she seems to be very passionate, but in a sense, this is where my political why I'm not very, why I don't choose to be very political mm-hmm. because what I've been hearing and learning about politics is that they say things to grab hold of a, a tribe in a mm-hmm. sense, a culture. Like if I can get these people side with me, let me say what they want. They want to hear. And if they people want to hear it, let me tell them what they want to hear, but still get my message, but make my message revolve around them. Mm-hmm. It's basically just a, a debate, a calm debate. Yeah, right? yeah, but in a sense, it's it's a conversation because no one's talking back to her. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna give my message to these people, and I have my views, but let me make it sound good for them. And yeah, I have yeah. my views, let me make it sound good for these people. Yeah, which in a sense, if you kind of, I guess I'm kind of going off a little tangent, but in a sense, what if, what if, right? Like uh, religion is a good one to talk about because I'm not gonna go into religion, but religion practices right what i heard was um if you look at all religions right there's a bunch of things that mix right a lot of practices that buddhism practice this but you all can see in christianity and catholicism all that stuff some of them had the same practices right Mm -hmm. what if we found all like did a venn diagram of all these religions and decided to practice all the ones that mix Mm -hmm. how much how many problems would that solve you know what i mean yeah yeah, you can all you can also put that too uh, in so the different uh, societies. So you got capitalist, you got communism, you've got Marxism, socialism. Yeah, uh, all these different. Uh, I don't I don't know what the actual name of it is, but all these different uh, types of of uh, societies. Well, there are some good things in communism. Yeah, that work. There's some good things in socialism that work. There's some good things in capitalism that works. There's so why why wouldn't we want to take and blend? Yeah, exactly. Everything that works in all these different systems, and try it, try it out, and try it out. Yeah, you know what I mean. That would make the most sense to me. Yeah, you know you have it, it's like it's like gathering data. Yeah, you know what I mean. You have all these data sets, 
and you see what works, what doesn't work. Okay, that's not good. This is good. This I'll put it over here. Take this, put it over here. All right. So through the, the hundreds of thousands, you know, maybe hundreds of years, we know that this works, this doesn't work. So let's just go ahead and try and, and blend this in and see if that if that helps. Yeah. But the problem is is that the 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 super rich and I know people are gonna go, Oh yeah, blame the rich again. Yeah. And it's like, but it, it it's true. The people that are running this country, the people that actually the top, you know, I'd say half percent because I mean, yeah, there's one percent of rich people, but there's actually a smaller percentage of people that are even richer than those people that run everything. That in these big corporations, they all got their fucking hands into it. You know what I mean? All right. Well, he owns a share of this. He owns a share of that. And they own, you know, and they can actually control the ebb and flow of, of the markets and the economies. Um, in all societies, yeah, yeah, you know, throughout the world, um, you know, they are never going to allow us to get them out of office. So when you when you talk about, so what are the main things in uh, in a government that uh, you know the, the the president doesn't have a whole lot of control? Yeah. Who really has the control is the Congress and the Senate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they control everything. I'm aware of that one. Yeah. So if Let's just say we wanted to, you know, take money out of politics. And the way that you do that is through, uh, uh, term limits. So you get these career politicians who make, you know, connections over the years and they continue to, to, you know, manipulate the system, you know, and kind of because they know how to work it because they've been there for so long. Well, they have to vote on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to make that happen. And they are never going to vote themselves out of office. All yeah, right. Never. <laughs> so, I mean, we're literally being held hostage by a system that is not for the people. It's for the corporations. It's yeah. for the ultra rich and the elite. Yeah. It's for the people that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a two party system. It's a one party system. It's the donor class and the right and the left. Both are loyal to that class. And, and, you know, they're, that's all they care about. Yeah. So I'm going to play one more clip here. Uh, and then we'll, uh, we can wrap this up because we're on like what hour and 17 minutes. <laughs> it's, it's easy. It, it's easy, man. When you, when, when you get in start doing these things and you're having good conversations yeah. with people and it, it just flows, man. Yeah. And, and you just, you really don't pay, you're not paying attention to, to how much time is going by. So this is a clip from the Jimmy, Jimmy Dore show and it's, uh, I think uh, Super Tuesday, I think it came out. Uh, I don't know when it came out. It was one of the recent ones. Tonight was, you saw the establishment coalesce around a candidate who was going to squash workers. That's Joe Biden. So that's what happened. The establishment coalesced around. And remember, what we've always said, the Democratic Party's first order of business is to defeat the candidate who represents workers and then and only then are they allowed to try to defeat donald trump and if they don't that's no big deal because the most important thing what their donors want more than anything is to defeat the candidate who represents workers and that's why we have a one-party state okay because the donor class is okay with donald trump they're not okay with bernie sanders neither are the democrats so that's why you have a one-party state which is what we're really living in and it's all run by the same donors. So here, let's give you the rundown. So here we are. 
uh, Super Tuesday primary results by state. Now, they, they thought that Bernie Sanders was going to run away with Super Tuesday before the establishment coalesced. They, he was predicted to win eight states. He won four. I think he lost. He lost. Did he lose Maine? Where's Maine? Is it in yet? Yeah, I think they called. He lost Maine, which was supposed to be easy. Yeah. So Biden wins uh, Alabama, Arkansas, Maine. There it is, right? Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Texas. Of course, C one Texas. They closed all the polling places in the in the poor neighborhoods. Did they not do that? People were waiting for seven seven hours. Seven hours. Yeah. Like every and so and and again, I just want to tell you, you're the the Bernie Sanders campaign. You don't know that they're going to do that in Texas. You don't have a ground game to make sure that they can't do that. And when they start closing polling places, you don't immediately send out emails or whatever alerts to your media people to highlight this. What's going on? So everybody knows that they're cheating you again. They're not doing that. Well, they fought it here in California, but it still wasn't enough. Well, like, I mean, they fought it to a bit and they got some of them open till 10, but it still wasn't enough. And then eventually they were just like, we're closing. I mean, how do they let this? How do you let this happen where they just get to close polling places before the election? They do it every time. And you guys don't have a response. I don't know what the response should be. I'm a fucking comedian. Hmm. This is what you guys do for a living. You have almost unlimited resources. (laughs) You're the biggest fundraiser. Anyway. okay. so uh, again, all right, so here, let's Can I just, just add one yes. more detail that it's according to uh, HuffPost, it's called Texas officials have already rigged the 20. 20- so this is, like I said, this is, that's from the Jimmy Dore show. And I don't know if I'm even allowed to, to do what I'm doing with, <laughs> with, with using uh, bites from, from these uh, uh, shows. But I mean, it's not like I'm trying to, to do anything other than, than, than you know, talk about it, talk about it yeah. and, and, and how screwed up the system is. So. You know, and, and, and he's, he's actually a pretty, uh, pretty reputable show. You know, he talks a lot about, uh, what mainstream media doesn't talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's also done this one too. Like if you went to, uh, the Jimmy Dore Super Tuesday establishment coup, uh, episode, I mean, he, he has a shitload of, uh, uh, clips of Biden lying. Yeah. All the way back from when he ran as a candidate back in the eighties. And, you know, he said that, oh yeah, I was a valedictorian and I did this and did that. My GPA was this and, and, and all these, uh, like he had three, uh, three degrees and then he, and then he had to walk it back and, oh, well now I, I only have one degree. And, you know, there's just tons of clips of him lying about shit. Yeah. And that's what these people are. Yeah. They're just liars. Yeah. You know, they say what they have to say to, to get you to believe them. And, and then the media backs it all up and kind of coalesces, like you said, with, with the party to, to shape this, uh, this, this landscape. Yeah. Which and, is, which is wrong, which is wrong. Yeah. And, and it's horrible, man. And, and so that's when I, when I say things like, you know, yeah, we don't, we live in a free society, but we are not free. That's what I mean. Yeah, we're free to make choices. We're free to do this. We're free to do that. But our freedom is limited. When we're not able to uh, uh, be, I guess, uh, get the full spectrum of a democracy, and we're, clearly we're not, you know, yeah. when you have the, the media and politicians and corporations all in cahoots to, to keep people where they are, you know, that's not that's not allowing for 
for uh, organic uh, growth and and you know it, there, it's no there's no mistake when if you're if you're somebody who you know you you're you're working hard you know you go to work you do this you do that but you just can never seem to get ahead yeah and once you do you have a, a situation like let's say uh, the corona yeah you know you've got a nest egg well if you're not uh if if you're not being going to be covered by any of these relief acts, dude, that nest egg is going to, is going to shrink. Yeah. You know, I had a, I had like 20,000 in the bank last, uh, you know, when they did the tax change thing, I ended up having to pay like 10,000. So, yeah. I mean, bam, it wipes me out. Half of fucking my savings is gone. And so it's like, man, it just seems like one thing after another, you know, you, you start to get ahead and then, and then they kick you back down or something kicks you back down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it just never seems like it, you're, we're able to, uh, uh, rise above whatever it is we're trying to do. Yeah. And I don't think that's by mistake. I think that's just, it's by design. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Cause I kind of had, a, um, I did something on that about how in a sense, I like to say that we're in a, it's trap. It's a trap, right? It's a, the system's a trap. Without going on a super long tangent, right? Basically, it's like wherever you're born in, let's say middle class or whatever it is, low class, poverty, high class, you tend to stay in that class, right? Like you were saying, it's like you can't really be further than what you were because the way it, it's by design, mm -hmm. right? So the one thing I like to say is that just because you could say this is a social experiment, right? Everyone, well, let's see how far we can keep them going, right? High class stays high class, poverty stays poverty, middle class stays middle class, whatever, right? But I do believe in outliers. They're in everything mm -hmm. they could be. Like, for instance, I would say I, I am. I'm going to be. I mean, I didn't grow up in the best places, right? And I didn't grow up super rich. But in a sense, I feel like I would be an outlier because I can see myself succeeding out of poverty, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, just because you're the, your back's against the wall doesn't mean it has to be. Even though, like, in a sense, we are free, but we're not free, right? Yeah. Um, you can still do, you can still do the best. And I guess that's kind of the thing I would want to wrap it up on, in a sense. That just because it seems like everything's against you, life, life is as easy as you want it to be. Yeah, yeah. So you're not just, you're not, so, all this stuff that that I just said may be true. Yeah, could be true. And and, and that you know it, it it may not just be a a, a figment of my imagination or no, I believe it too. <laughs> or, or 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 that. But if you can see beyond the the con the constraints of the 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 framework that we're forced to live in, mm -hmm. and can be an outlier as in okay well yeah these are these are the circumstances that i'm living with but this isn't the the circumstances that i have to live with yeah for sure you know what I mean? but you have to take that step yeah, yeah yeah which is probably the hardest thing you can do yeah yeah <laughs> i agree man it's a it, life is a is definitely a uh a delicate negotiation <laughs> And it doesn't always work out, but I mean, as long as you don't give up, you know, uh, there, there's no, there's no, I don't think that there's such thing as, as losing. 
in life. The only time that you lose is when you give up and quit and don't learn. Yeah, I can agree. You I know? can agree. Because that can be in a lot of scenarios. But yeah. yeah, I can agree on that one. All right, Cranberry, man. This has uh, been a good hour and a half. That's what we, we uh, sat down and did, man. I hope that, that you know, by coming here and, and you know, seeing how this how this is, uh, you know, it shed some light for you and, and, and you know, what you're trying to do and, and further your your goals as far as like trying to get a podcast together. And if you yeah. need any help whatsoever, you, you know, want to come back on the show or you want to do some other stuff, dude, I mean, feel free. Yeah, for sure. And I guess I want to trail back just to close it out is that, um, when you're saying that the way people should work or well, the way that, that this is working is that you want to take away all the baby steps in a sense. And I could, I could probably say very confidently that you have because, I do see myself taking that leap of faith and at least trying it. Like yeah, you said, yeah. you got to start. Yeah. So I can see myself starting in the very near future. So I do want to say thank you. No, sure. no, no problem, man. I can teach you about, you know, software audacity and all that stuff, you know, for editing and anything that you need to do and, and stuff that you need to buy. You don't, you don't necessarily have to go the route that I did. Cause some of the stuff I got was expensive. I, I yeah. bought it before I even actually knew what I really needed and, and went <laughs> overboard. Yeah. 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 And you know, I have, I have a mixer that I don't even use in there, you know, that I, I mean, it, it, it works. I'm just not a mixer guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not an audio dude. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, great man. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, unless you want to give some, so, some of your social media plugs or anything like that, I mean, you can. Otherwise, you just, you know, you're just here to. Well, I mean, I guess you can follow me on Instagram at, uh, C-B-T-H-E-G-E-E, C-B the G. All right. And that's probably it. Uh, that's pretty much everything all the way around, Twitter, Instagram, and however you want to follow me. Yeah. And then you can also follow me on Instagram at nowhere to go, but up now at, at, uh, and then if you go to my, my, uh, bio and the link tree there has all my, all my places that you can find me. Um, also, but don't go to the, uh, the, to get to book a, a, a deal. Cause that one doesn't work anymore. Cause I stopped paying for it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> uh, but everywhere else you can find me on there, you know, email, Facebook, uh, Spotify, whatever, wherever. Just, uh, hit the, the Instagram bio and hit the link tree and you'll get where I'm at. Uh, until next time, have a good one, man. Thanks for listening to the show, and thank you, Cranberry, for making your way out to my place and uh, making it possible to record this episode in person. I always like doing in-studio stuff way better than over the phone. Sound quality tends to be a lot better. Uh, today is the 18th, the second day of... Uh, Mandatory quarantines or shelter in place for the Bay Area and six or seven counties in the Bay Area. Not everybody's affected uh, at mandatory. Uh, there's a lot of voluntary uh, shelter in place orders uh, in effect right now. But I, you know, I'm not able to go to work, so I'm just here trying to uh, put out some episodes, schedule some more interviews, and take advantage of this time that I have to uh, work from home. <laughs> doing what I, doing this part of what I like to do. So if you're out there and uh, you know you're you're dealing with the same kind of things that I am right now with uh, the self quarantine and uh, you know just trying to stay safe uh, from this coronavirus, uh, 
you know, listen to what they're saying. You know, you don't want to needlessly spread this if you don't have to. So be safe. And until next time, stay true to yourself. Keep it 100. Everything else is just noise. (laughs) 